Hello, treasured women. Wisdom can seem like a complicated subject. When we look in our Bible, there is a lot about God's wisdom, but also a lot about man's wisdom. And in several places, we are warned in our Bible about the wisdom of man. But like most subjects in the Bible, it's relatively simple. Yet we've tried to overanalyze it and make it complicated. So today I'm going to break it down. We're going to look at what God says about being wise. It's the oldest story ever told, the account of Genesis, when Adam and Eve eat the forbidden fruit. In Genesis 3 verse 5, it says, For God knows on that day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. That is, you will have greater awareness and you'll be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil. Hmm. This manipulation was not just about knowing what God knows and being like God. It was about having God's wisdom. So humans in general have a desire from the very beginning to understand the things of God. Knowledge and wisdom is valuable because it's really a desire to understand God himself. However, humans get it wrong because God's heart is for us to lean on him and his understanding, not to understand him. That's the difference. Notice that in the scripture, it says you would have greater awareness to know the difference between good and evil. This would break the dependence on God because instead of asking God what was good, then they wouldn't have to depend on him. They would just know it for themselves. God created us to have relationship with him. God created us to lean on him and his understanding and his wisdom for all that we need. We don't fully understand God's ways, but we do know that when he created us, he created us because it delighted him. And we do know from our own understanding that when something delights us, we want to be a part of it. Therefore, we can safely draw the conclusion that because we delight God, God wants to be a part of our lives. And this is where the gift of free will comes into play. There is not delight when something is forced upon you. Think about it. It takes away the joy from the event. It's much more joyful when we participate freely because it's our choice to take part in it. Then when we choose God and we lean on God and we rely on God, we can see how it delights God. In this Genesis story, God gave Adam and Eve everything they could ever need and everything they could ever want. And all God wanted was for them to choose him. That means trusting in God's wisdom and being interested in what he has to say. 
So although they had everything they could need or want, they wanted to know the more. And they believed the lie told to them by the serpent. If we were able to skip ahead in this story, then we know that then a curse came upon them after they disobeyed. This story is the first human story in the Bible. It's the first relationship that ever existed between God and man. And so even in this very first story, we see that there are severe consequences for disobeying God's rules. That in and of itself should make you and I sure that we should be obedient to the Lord, obedient to everything that he has to say. But due to that one curse, that very first curse, that very first consequence, all humans have had a hunger to chase after wisdom. In reality, we are only supposed to chase after God. The pursuit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. The only way we can discern what we should pursue versus what we should not pursue is by following God's direction in our individual lives. God might allow you to pursue a subject, but then he also might tell me not to pursue that exact same thing. That's because we each have an individual purpose placed on our lives from the Lord. It is as unique to us as our fingerprints are. So as we are pursuing earthly things, we need to be consistent and be constantly communicating with God, making sure it's actually okay for us to pursue those things. As a godly leader, we can see how this can snowball when we're actually leading others. Because if we aren't seeking God's will for our own lives, then how can we possibly lead others on the right path if we ourselves are not walking on the right path? Godly leaders need to stay dependent on God at all times, for all things, and in all directions. We delight the Lord by leaning on Him, trusting Him, and asking Him for guidance. Then we will also walk in his blessing and we don't have to worry about the consequence from being disobedient. That sounds much better to me. As people, it's often hard for us to accept help. And as leaders, sometimes it's even harder for us to ask for help. But we need to realize that God created us so that he could help us. Most Christian leaders have followed policy and procedures for several years but haven't often sought out God's guidance in their leadership decisions. God doesn't want just our personal lives. He wants our whole life. He wants to be in every single decision that we have to make. Like most subjects in the Bible, I could talk and teach on them for hours. <laughs> there is so much in the Bible related to wisdom. I could share it for an entire year, literally, and we still wouldn't cover it all. But my prayer for you today is that you start to shift your mindset to focusing on God at all times and in all that you do. 
I invite you to check out my website for additional free trainings, which is on our event page. When we come into community, we become more accountable and we can talk through situations together. Don't struggle alone. Don't try to be a godly leader by yourself. You're not an island. Join the Trumpets of Tirza community of women today. Go to trumpetsoftirza.com. It's just that easy. Thanks for listening today. God bless you on your leadership journey.